1: everybody
2: or fly day or fly or I, fly day listen to me
1: friday fly day uh 221 matt scraby uh on the ones and twos talking a little padre baseball uh a few uh, i don't know what what is it, hot stove topics floating around there right i love now. hot stove season yeah, I mean I don't know if this is like warm it's like warm stove season. How like did count. they come
2: up with the name hot stove?
3: I mean in the eighteen hundreds, didn't they all get around a hot stove? <laughs> yes, they did. That's it's cold.
2: All right, so, cold so if they the got work around work. a hot stove, why did that translate to major league baseball off season? I'm just spitballing. I'm
1: just spitballing. It's in the winter. Maybe, you know, we're all gathered around the hot stove. That's literally
2: what I we're was talking, thinking, too. talking, talking.
1: Yeah, I'm just making that up. I have no idea if that's how it came about. but I
3: believe that to be true. It makes
1: sense to me. <laughs> I'm going to look up the origin of hot stove right now. <laughs> Please. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Dennis Lynn uh, wrote an article about, and we spoke about it a little bit in terms of Josh Bell, but Brandon Drury possibly being a... Um, what is it? A more affordable free agent. More
2: attractive fit?
1: Yeah, along those lines. I mean, okay. I don't know if he said attractive fit, but he definitely said affordable. Um, and, you know, some parts of me doesn't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, he he had a better full season than, than Josh Bell did, so I don't know why. I, I mean, unless – and t- teams certainly do that, right? They could be taken into the entirety of – their career. Certainly, I think Josh Bell has had the
2: better career to this point. Drury seems like a more attractive player just because he can play more than one position over Josh Bell. It's hard to really want Josh Bell based on what we saw from him in San Diego, but it's easy to want Josh Bell based on everything he's accomplished in his career. Yeah. He looks like a guy that mashes the baseball. He just didn't look like that here. And, and so that's the question. Have so, to figure it out. so
1: that's the question, right? Are 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 you looking at track record, or are you looking at the what two months of what season? Your eyes
2: told you yeah, over two months, two months, yeah. and
1: that that may be why Drury is a cost effective. As that's that's the word that Dennis Lynn used. Cost effective. Another another guy who you know, I wonder in the role that they used them in could be uh, a, a value is uh, Will Myers.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not ready to, you know, completely cut ties with Will Myers. He played a nice first base. Uh, seemed to pick it up with the bat, you know, from September on. And uh, obviously, you can use him in the outfield, DH. I, you know, I think Will Myers is a. He's he's a he's a guy that I would kind of like on my ball club. I, I just love his attitude. I his kind of carefree way he goes about things. I I think. You know, he's a pretty well liked player. And, uh, you know, I think he's a contributing factor to what the Padres are doing. I I don't know that they're going to bring back Will Myers, Brandon Drury, and Josh Bell. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to bring back even two of them. I don't know if they're going to be able to bring back any of them. So that's why it makes it so difficult to really be able to forecast exactly what the Padres starting nine is looking for or going to look like especially once Fernando Tatis Jr. comes off suspension. I think I think everybody's pretty much set with the fact that Kim and Cronenworth will be the double play combination on opening day. Manny will be at third base. Soto will be in right field. Uh, beyond that, there's some question marks because we don't know if Profar is going to opt out, although it sounds like he is going to opt out of the deal according to everything we've been reading. So you don't know what's going to happen in left and Grisham in center and first base we just talked about but when fernando comes back it makes it a whole lot tougher <laughs> to try and figure out where everybody's going to be playing it's because, a good because you know you don't know where they're going to put
1: them it's a good problem to have but it, it nevertheless is going to be difficult to, to iron out i'll read you what the last little bit of dennis lynn's article says It says what should be the padres level of interest decent the jury authored an impressive resurgence in 2022 and his most his most Marketable quality, his ability to hit the ball over the fence, is what the Padres' offense needs most. Bringing him back should not cost nearly as much as a potential reunion with Bell, and Drury at this point projects as a more useful player than an older Myers. Here's what the last bit says it says if a reunion does end up happening, expectations should be tempered. Outside of Great American Ballpark this season, Drury logged a 746 OPS at Petco Park. That number was 562 in a sample of 95 plate appearances. He is, again, a big league regular, but relying on him to be an everyday player might be a stretch for a team hoping to win a pennant.
2: One thing about Drury is you have to look at his career, too, Tony. You're right. He had 28 home runs last year, 20 with the Reds, 8 with the Padres. That is double his his career high. 16, well, almost double. You know, his career high was was Arizona in 2016. I
1: think that was his first year too. His, his first, first, first full, full season.
2: year. Yeah. Then he hit 13, and then he's had injury issues. He had a 15, but 28 was a huge jump. And I think it's fair to point out that he was playing in the Great American Ballpark, which is so hitter friendly, and had much better numbers in Cincinnati. So, the Padres have to crunch all this stuff and, and figure out exactly what's going to be best and. You know, I, I still think there's a chance, even though your point is so valid, why would you move Kim and Cronenworth out of position? I still think it's possible oh, yeah. that they don't get any of the first basemen and they end up putting Jake on first and Kim at second and Tatis at shortstop to keep him happy. Um, I think that there's a, still a very good chance that that could all take place.
1: The other idea that has been thrown out there is moving Fernando to first base. Now, I don't know how viable that is. I don't know that you'd move a an athlete like that to first base, but it is an option.
0: And listen, I don't
1: it's not a it's not a guarantee that first base and the footwork that it requires becomes something that is easy. For anybody yes, for
2: as matter. a as a softball regular at first base, <laughs> I, I don't want everybody to think that any schlum can play first base. <laughs> well, I can
3: play first base. Again. No, you've it, stood it, over it, there.
2: I, mean have not, I have not. I have played a great first base. <laughs> I may
3: not be able to catch can of corn I've, pop-ups, but over, I can dig out a ball.
1: You've been over there just standing, no, <laughs> taking up space. No,
3: Chris is pitching, and then he yells at me when I'm trying to catch. When the When you the drop pop fly, a pop
2: fly, then... okay?
3: Chris just rolls his eyes and turns his back I on me. You, I you know, I'm
1: sorry. It. They expect you to actually catch the ball. I agree. I should have caught the ball, but I
3: play a great first base. Wait, great wait, wait, time base. out. How I don't, can, think, I don't think you qualify as great.
1: Can, uh, my my first how base. How can is, you not catch the ball and still be considered a great first base? I can't catch a pop
3: fly, but I can <laughs> dig out some some low throws. And and I can stretch. How many low <laughs> Chris <laughs> has seen me catch a ball before? Can you stretch, Chris? <laughs>
2: I, it, I guess he can attempt to stretch. Yes, exactly. I wouldn't I, exactly say he does the splits over there. I, I wouldn't say I was doing that either. Oh, when you said stretch, that's
1: what I envisioned. No, you I just the splits over there. At no, first I, base.
3: I, instead of like a just say like a two foot, le or two foot step. I do like a two foot one inch step. Well, that's my
2: stretching. my <laughs> point is that first base is not guaranteed that anybody can just go over there and play it. I mean, you you have to be able. to like, don't know maneuver and get the job done over there. I. I think Fernando ought to play shortstop. I, you know, I I still see all really? the highlights of all the plays he made at shortstop. I know people are talking about the throwing errors that he had a couple of years ago. Twenty of them, twenty-one to be exact. Um, but I, I, you know, he, to me, he's still an acrobatic player at shortstop. I mean, he's athletic and comes up with some remarkable plays that I I didn't even see. Kim, I Kim was steadier, but. Fernando's spectacular, and if he gets his arm, you know, together and stops it's, making those throwing errors, and that's an if. But well, no, it's, I it's, can certainly live with Fernando at shortstop. I think people are forgetting how good he was there. You know, based on the fact that Kim was so solid this year, Fernando was a little I, more hit and miss. You know, because he had the throwing errors. I but, would say
1: the I would remind people the majority of the, a lot of the majority of those throwing errors came in the first half of that season, and right? then he got better. By the time they end.
3: now, does
2: anybody remember some of the spectacular catches he made going back into short left field? I there was is a
3: silhouette here, of him jumping and then jumping again in the air. Remember when yeah, he the did double that? Yeah. Yeah, he the did double, double jump? Yeah, the double jump. He jumped while he was jumped, or this in guy the guy air. He's got do right, he some things.
1: Jumped. You know, it, it, it's it's funny. I was talking to uh, infield coach and third base coach Matt Williams about it. And he was saying that athletic part it gets him in trouble, right? Because he is so athletic and he can get to balls. It doesn't necessarily put him in the best throwing position. And they worked feverishly before the suspension on just that. Getting his feet in moving in the right direction and getting his his body in a place to make an accurate throw yeah. on a consistent basis. So I believe the Padres believe that whole thing is fixable. It's a fixable issue. They don't I don't think the Padres have turned the page at all on him playing short. Yeah. It would just be really hard. Now it's a little easier, I think, without a gold glove attached to your your shortstop that's there right, right now. Kim
2: didn't actually win <laughs> didn't, the gold glove. He didn't
1: actually win it, so I think it becomes a little bit easier. But uh, certainly, I, I I agree with you, Chris. I think Toddy is more than capable of playing the shortstop position. It's just a matter of if you're willing to give him time to get to where he needs to be. Because uh, uh, remember, well, he's going to uh, the the good part is he'll be showing up pretty early in the season now, right? I mean, April twentieth is is really right really early in the season, so he'll have that time uh so we were talking
3: about the hot stove and before we get a break, I wanted to give you the origins of the hot stove from MLb dot com they have a de- definition in the early days of baseball hot stove season referred to an actual baseball season the hot stove leagues in which major league baseball players would stay in shape by playing baseball in the hometowns while staying warm with actual hot stoves. So we had part of it right. We had part of it right. So they brought hot stoves into the dugout. (laughs) Yes, the term soon expanded to become a kind of predecessor to the water cooler. On a cold day, fans would gather around the hot stove to discuss their favorite team.
2: Mm, All right. So we. I'm gonna go. It did have something
3: to
1: do with baseball. It did did have to do with winter and trying to stay warm. warm. Boom. Let's go find the hot stove to talk over, guys. (laughs) Let's get to break. When we come back, Scott Miller will join us. We'll talk more Padres and. Some of this World Series that I'm sure he's enjoying right now. And we're going to Chris on the way.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.